I'm Kieran. And I'm Eve. This is Kitchen Table Cult. Where two quiverful escapees talk about our experiences in the cultish underbelly of the religious right. Hi, Eve. Hi, Kieran. You exist. I, I, I exist. exist. We both exist still, even. Yeah. Um, so for those of you who are new to the podcast, this is not going to be a normal episode. This is a catch up. What the fuck episode? <laughs> been for so if you don't know us, weeks. you're going to be confused. Uh, we'll have like regular content next time. But like this will be maybe this will be interesting, too, because we're we do have some specific content to talk about, but it is going to be largely catching up. Content. Yeah. Content. What is content? What are we talking about? I don't. I don't even stuff. We so, make. Karen, where where are you, and what time is it, and what are you doing? Uh, so, I am now in Berlin, Germany, and it is six p.m. and I am drinking a white claw, and I might have wine or something later. Wow. Yeah. It's noon here on the East Coast, and. I'm having my second cup of coffee, and uh, I just got back from an an estate sale. Estate sale, I can say this. I made Kieran wait like an extra 45 (laughs) minutes to start recording because I was like, I'm sorry, I'm buying a tiny chainsaw and some hand-knit lace. Be right back. It's very very important. Like, I'm very excited for your tiny chainsaw. I need to see pictures of it. Yeah, Nikki, my friend Nikki, when I texted the group chat this, said, tiny chainsaw and lace is your gender. And I was like, yes. Yes, that is, that is the most that accurate is, description. Um. Yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to be in yeah. your bio now. <laughs> tiny chainsaw yes. and lace. T- tiny chainsaw and lace. It's like... It's you like the blade itself is like a foot long. It's like real baby. I'm really excited. I'm so excited. I'm gonna use it, it to take out a bunch of like non-native plants and trim up some trees and clean things up in the yard. Make small firewood tinier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um I have moved. I'm in my house in Northern Virginia. Y'all knew that, but my roommates have both moved in now and that's exciting. We have a little dog who's belongs to my my roommate Shanna, and uh, the little dog named Dario believes that he is now my dog. Everyone else spoils him and gives him treats, and I'm the one who's like, no. And suddenly he's obsessed with me. <laughs> he so is beautiful. a yeah. He's a, a a fat little Shih Tzu Pomeranian mix, and he just like. He thinks he's 10 feet tall and he tried to murder the Amazon guy the other day. And it's, it's, you know, he and Blanche are just a pair now. Oh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. That's so cute. Very cute. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the animal update on my, my end. And um, that's about all the big news that I'm allowed to share right now. How is Penny handling uh, the new pets? 
Penny is great as long as she doesn't remember that other cats exist and then she's pissed. Um, <laughs> she tries to stalk Demon. Demon tries to stop Cycle. Stalk Cycle. Cycle just like runs off and is like, please don't look at me. Oh, poor Cycle. Cycle is my uh, formerly feral cat and she lives in the box spring under my bed because mm-hmm. she would like to not be perceived. That's, uh, I feel that. That's <laughs> the mood. I feel I, I love her so much, but I feel like she probably would have been happier being an only child somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. So, My cats yeah. have now become friends after a 10 hour, 11 hour plane ride and a five hour train trip. So <laughs> that's cute. It's really Travel, good. You know, brings out the best and the worst in us. Yeah, yeah. They they definitely trauma bonded, which is like I feel I feel kind of bad about, but also like they're friends now and like they sleep on each other and they adjusted really quickly and I think it's because they had each other to like commiserate with about That's cute. Being stuck in their carriers forever. <laughs> Very cute. So how are you doing with the culture shock? This is what uh, I really want to talk about. Yeah, this is this is the substance. Uh, I'm hanging in there. It's a lot. It's a lot. Is it more than you expected? In some ways, yeah, because like stuff that's really simple to do, like grocery shopping or ordering takeout or delivery or trying to fucking plug in my phone is infinitely harder because everything is in German and I don't read German. And so yet. I can't, yeah, yeah. Like I'm getting better at like recognizing words and like sight reading and like understanding what things are, but not enough to like be able to confidently order something or look at the ingredients and know exactly what all of them are. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time I'm like, shopping and I'm just like holding out my phone in front of like an object trying to make sure that it's like the thing that I think it is like (laughs) I literally spent 15 minutes in like the soap section of a Mueller which is like a general store thing like trying to figure out which thing was like body lotion and which thing was like shampoo and Mm -hmm. (laughs) and conditioner it is a a, like rite of passage of moving to a country that you don't understand the language and to like wash your hair with body lotion for a week or something because you think it's shampoo. <laughs> yeah. Like that's glass classic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, what? I'm like, this looks like body wash. Okay. This, like, at least like the shampoo says shampoo on it, but the conditioner <laughs> is like a different word. And I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know what this word there, like, it, it doesn't, it's not like Spanish where like I can. Like there's a common like root where I can like, okay, this word makes kind of sense in English. I can correlate it to. And in German, like the word for a body lotion is like corpor. Um, there's no way I'm going to get body lotion from that. Like, well, the core is body is for yeah. the corporeal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's you have to like, like think K about it. It's a puzzle. And an O with an umlaut. And I'm like, wait, that's none of these things translate to the I learned Latin to figure out words. Like it's not Latin based. It's very confusing. 
<laughs> this is such a homeschooler conversation. Like I can't. Uh, I took Latin for a reason, and this doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So the reason I wanted to talk about culture shock here is like I I was curious to see if it would feel the same for Kieran as it did for me when I moved abroad. And it seems like it has where it's like you're repeating a lot of the experience that you had when you first left the cult, when you first started mm-hmm. like integrating yourself into secular culture and just like you have to relearn everything all over again and you don't get the stuff that everybody else is getting and it's all going over your head and you're just feeling perpetually disoriented and like your your brain is in hyperdrive because you're trying to translate things for yourself constantly mm-hmm. yeah all the time and it's so it's so exhausting honestly it's just it's yeah. so much so was this what it was like when you first left yeah yeah except like a little less hard because at least like it was the same language like I didn't know what people were talking about but I could google (laughs) and now I'm like right right people say things I'm like I don't even know how to like write that I don't know what letters to to that word can you just like write it for me Mm -hmm. but yeah no it's definitely a lot like that yeah so like what 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 is similar what did you expect like I knew it would be I knew it would be difficult and like that I wouldn't understand things like there's so the way that people like drive and move around the road is different like the mm-hmm. you know how like in the US when you're at a, a red light it's like you you have green and then it turns yellow and then it turns red well here it's like green and then red and then it flashes yellow before it turns green again. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that about? That's not, that doesn't make sense in that order. <laughs> Apparently it's because a lot of people have like hybrid or electric cars. And so the yellow tells them that they need to like start their engine again. Rev, rev up. Yeah. Yeah. But I was like that. that I don't, what, what is that? Why? <laughs> like basic, basic stuff just goes over my head and then like trying to have any kind of conversation or like oh my god checkout is so difficult <laughs> like at a store it's just <laughs> like I feel like you know like I'm just, like people are probably asking like do you want a bag or do you want the receipt and I always like bring a bag with me so I'm just like no and uh, I just like kind of look blankly at the receipt question and they just like hand me the receipt and I'm like okay and they're like how are you paying and at this point I figured out that like I can just show my phone because I have a digital card on it and everyone like taps their card here so I'm just like "Eh." and then they like push the button that says phone I'm like okay now I can tap but like it took me like a week to figure out how to like just sort of like (laughs) <laughs> like look questionably <laughs> while showing them my phone with the card Kier- on Kier- it. Kieran is, is, is gesticulating toward the camera yeah, like, with this like sh- shrug holding up, <laughs> miming, holding up yeah. a phone. It's like, uh, this, please let me pay with it. And like, you know, like all of the, all of the payment words are in German. So it's like however many euros. And I know like a couple numbers, but like after I get past 10, I'm just like, just, 
I just need to look at the screen. Like, I just, I don't know what words you said (laughs) that are the numbers. And it's also weird because, like, they'll catch on that I speak Mm -hmm. English. And so they'll, like, start in German, then they'll switch to English, and they'll go back to German. But I can't, like, keep track of the conversation enough to know which thing. So we tried to order our donor today, and the person was saying that the Fanta that we got was uh, €2.50, but 2 is why. And the way he said it sounded a lot like 3, so we were like, €3.50? So it was a whole... It was a whole thing, and it's just just basic, like, stuff like that. And it was, you know, very similar kind of coming out into adulthood and trying to, like, I mean, I obviously knew the currency and, like, how to pay for things and how to ask, like, you know, how to handle, like, grocery store interactions. But it was still just sort of, like, the how do you get money and handle money and, like, you know, do normal, basic adult shit kind of thing. And like it really doesn't help your your sense of confidence as a new adult in the world to be like out and about having to, you know, not just ask for help, but like really like be vulnerable and be like, I know nothing. Yeah. Um, I think that's what was so difficult for me is the the sense of helplessness yes being competent and being able to do things for myself is like one of the ways that I got out right mm-hmm. so when I was in Kyrgyzstan and you know I couldn't do shit without like you know my cohort mate who spoke Russian fluently already like you know having her around made things easier or having my host mom around but I had to like go and ask someone to come with me and to like translate for me or to teach me a phrase. And it was just like that having to use someone who's functionally a gatekeeper, you know, they, they want to help, but like when your entire life has been like asking for help gets, puts me in danger. (laughs) Asking for help allows someone to have power over me that they will use against me later it's a real intense sense of vulnerability. And so that was one of the things that was just like constantly triggering is just like, you know, trying to, you know, adjust to new things all at once and then having to ask for help for everything at the same time. Yes. Was really hard. Yeah. That's been so difficult. And like, it's... Yeah, just getting through normal interactions where I just have to be like, I don't, like, my German isn't good. And, like, just start the conversation with my German isn't good and I need this thing. And, like, pointing to my phone or, like, try, like writing a thing, like, on my phone, having Google translate it and just, like, hoping that, like, the translation passes. Mm-hmm. And it just, it yeah, like, the the feeling of helplessness is such a big trigger for me and also like a lot of it too feels like when I was married the first time and was like starting to try to get out but like was home all day doing housewifey things and like like I didn't have like my own life or my own community or anything and I was just kind of like doing chores all day. You had moved to an area in the middle of nowhere to 
be with your person's people and you knew no one outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I didn't have the capacity to build my own community kind of in the way that I did uh, by the time like I moved to the Bay. And Mm -hmm. now I'm like kind of in that same situation again, where like, I'm here, my partner has community, my partner knows people, but I know like three people (laughs) and they're all busy working during the day. And I'm at home alone with the cats, not talking to anyone, just trying to like keep myself busy and Mm -hmm. like do like, like I do errands. So I get out of the house and feel some semblance of independence. But at that time it's still very vulnerable and helpless feeling because like I like it takes so long to do the most basic of things. And I feel really judged because I'm an American in Germany who doesn't know shit. And like, that's kind of a stigma. And I'm also like the shortest non-adult who isn't like an old lady. So it's Mm -hmm. just sort of a whole lot to, to hold constantly. Right. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Kieran is very short. I'm literally five feet tall. Like take Kieran, Kieran looks tall on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> take take a sewing measure, pull it out, stand it beside you. That is literally how tall I am. I did get a pair of boots that have like a one inch heel though, so that's nice. There you go. Moving up in the <laughs> world. I can, literally. I can see a little bit more now. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> It was a bad one. <laughs> yes. It can be one inch taller. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot to navigate. Um Yeah, and, it, and it's a lot to navigate, especially when it's like, okay, I have to go through the the routine again of self-directed, you know, invention of new social persona persona in a new place and you know, new social network in a new place where I'm yeah. not dependent on my partner to be the one to like navigate it for me as a leader of some kind. Like it's exactly hard as hell. It's so hard, especially like in the middle of a pandemic when nothing is happening. Like I can't, like there's no, like one, I don't know enough of the language to like find out like where fun shit is happening. Mm-hmm. And two, everything is still basically closed. Like the hacker space that I want to visit is closed. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that is just like still closed because the pandemic is still happening. So it's like already hard. And then on top of that, the COVID isolation. So it's just Yeah. So what is the the COVID situation there like? uh, Well, we stopped checking when we got, when we like first got here, everyone was checking vaccines at like the door and they stopped doing that. But masks are still um, mandatory, like, inside and on transit and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's basically the situation. And a lot of places still have, like, inside capacity limits. And a lot of places are still just, like, not having events until I don't really know when. And, And, like, right now, of course, everything is also, like, there's Ukraine and Russia is, or not even Russia, but like Putin specifically is talking about nuclear stuff. So like, so yeah. Okay. We'll get there. We'll get there too. But but like, I'm assuming that that like once the weather gets a little better, you'll start doing things outside maybe. 
Yeah, I'm hoping to. I mean, like, I want to go see, I want to go walk through the tier garden. Like, we've done some exploring. We went to the Brandenburg Gate and walked all through, like, kind of that area. And we were going to go to the, the tier garden, but there was, like, this weird kind of messianic Jewish protesty thing at the entrance, and it didn't really feel like <laughs> going through that. So, yeah, I don't really want to go there. <laughs> gonna, you left your shofar at home. It's fine. Yeah, so I'm just going to not deal with that today go some other time maybe when they're not there start at the other entrance at like the zoo and walk up instead but yuck yikes yeah it's also been like really cold so i haven't i don't have like enough winter gear to be outside for very long yet Mm -hmm. so i haven't haven't done a lot of like outsidey stuff, but I want to because it's gorgeous and there's like a forest somewhere not too far away from me and some really cool walking trails by the uh, Olympic Stadium thing that I want to check out. But I need it to not be feeling like it's one degree Celsius all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully soon. Hopefully. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, um, it's supposed yeah. to start warming. Yeah, so Ukraine, that's been, like, I don't know. I have students who have family there. I have students who are, you know, going to be personally affected in various ways. So they're freaking out, and I'm freaking out by proxy because I'm trying to protect them. And, like, my Kyrgyz sister had just moved to Moscow before all this happened, and I'm worried about her. Yeah, just lots of little layers. So what's what's it what's the impact for you like right now? It's, I mean, Germany got on board with some of the sanctions, so that feels like a big deal. What's what's the atmosphere? Basically, all of Germany is like, yes, we should support Ukraine, which is great. There's like uh, rallies and stuff happening at the Brandenburg Gate all the time. Last weekend, we were doing some exploring. And the we were waiting on the station for the S-Bahn as we're waiting, like more and more people are coming down with signs to go to the Brandenburg Gate. And the S-Bahn train that came in was full, like five people managed to get on. And like, uh-huh. there was no way, like it was sardines. There was no, mm. no way of getting on. I was like, oh, huh, interesting. That's, that's cool, I guess. And then like, we walk back to the U-Bahn and we get on the train to head to, um, kind of towards Schoenberg and uh, we are like looking at Twitter and it's like a hundred thousand people are at Victory Square and the Brandenburg Gate and they're gonna have to like move to Alexanderplatz and also like all of these trains are not stopping at these stations because everything is at capacity and we've had to reroute the buses and it was like oh okay so I guess that's why we couldn't get on the S-Bahn <laughs> that's cool that's kind of cool though yeah that's, it was great that feels that feels encouraging <laughs> <laughs> I just look at the side, tiny sidebar is like I was in Savannah, right, as this was starting. And there were like three little millennial kiddos, a little younger than us, standing outside of the city hall with signs that were just like, fuck Putin. And like, Aww. that was it. Just like these three little white girls. Aww. And like, cars are honking at them. Aww. I think it was supportive, but I was just like, look it's so tiny that's so cute it was very cute yeah there was like a hundred thousand people like in 
the Brandenburg area. And then there was like 10,000 people at like another rally somewhere elsewhere and like huge. And what was also really cool is like, we're walking by and we see the other thing, there was like four different demonstrations at Brandenburg when they were there before all of the people came. There was like one weird anti-vaxxer anti-masking protests with like 20 people and there were a bunch of cops like surrounding well, at least them. they don't have trucks like the ones here today yeah no and there was like there was like one van that was blasting techno music because of course when in germany <laughs> when in berlin and so like that happened and i'm like looking at the cops because i'm like oh wow there's cops here of course there are cops here but like one first of all they weren't wearing riot gear second of mm. all not all of them had guns like mm. only some of them had guns. Remarkable. And, yeah. And none of them were acting like hostile or agitated or like, like the vibe was just totally different. They were just like there to like route traffic basically. And like, you mean, you mean you can go into law enforcement without like, you know, trying to do that instead of, therapy for your abuse problems apparently wow. like yeah and so it was really interesting because when we were on the train and i was reading about like how big the rally got i realized that, like after you know sizing up every single cop that i saw i wasn't worried that at the end of it everyone there was going to be tear gassed which is not like i i can't say <laughs> that about any open <laughs> protest that i've been to Oh my god! It was it was a weird epiphany of just like so all of these people feel? are going to make it home. The cops yeah. aren't going to murder them because they're not out there with like their tactical riot gear. There's not snipers on the rooftops. Like mm-hmm. I did fucking tactical for the like BLM protests in Oakland because there were snipers on the roof and there were helicopters and there were cops in riot gear with grenades at the ready. And there was none of that. There is none of that here. It Mm. is baffling. It's great. It's baffling. Like, wow, cops can be like not about to murder you all the time. What the fuck is this? Incredible. Yeah. Someone should tell, someone should tell the U.S. (laughs) Right, right. Like, did you know you can actually, like, not be dicks? (laughs) Can't be true. Can't be possible. (laughs) Like, what is, you're not, you're not ready. Like, none of them had AKs. Like, the guns that they had, they had, like, (laughs) one little, like, Glock pistol. Like, that's it. And most of them just had handcuffs on, like, sticks. Like, there wasn't – they didn't have Good shields. Job. They didn't have, like, a full they armory on their back. They didn't have any weapons of mass destruction? No. They didn't Aww. have gas. Like, it was – Nice. Yeah. Like, what is this? What a so, world. Yeah. What so a like, fucking world. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, the vibe here. And, you know, like, there's stuff with gas prices or whatever, but I don't – have a car my landlord pays heat so it's not really that's good (laughs) thing that touches me very much (laughs) yeah yeah our heat is gas right now and stray friend is losing her shit over the prices that it's it's i mean it's just a big house like yeah and we're planning on getting solar panels but it's it's every month you know she storms into the kitchen never again (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's great. Um, 
But that has nothing to do with Ukraine. That's just... That's just <laughs> what it is, yeah. It's just inefficient heating here. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Can, I don't know. Yeah, you, you can probably tell I haven't had my Ritalin in a few days. I haven't be- either. I'm in between prescriptions, and so I'm just a little space ball here. Yeah. No, me too. I So I have, like, everything. I got three months of all of my meds except my Ritalin because... Everyone is weird about that when you try to get it early. So I was waiting and then chaos happened and I didn't. So I have like a week and a half of Ritalin and I I see a doctor on the 9th, which is great. But I've been just like salvaging it and like not taking it unless I have a lot of shit to do that day mm-hmm. because I don't want to just like, it. yeah, I, I, ha- I need it when I need it. And so I'm like, I've just been having copious amounts of caffeine every day which varying degrees of success <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's just kind of you know it is what it is I, I mean I'm just like in the process of having just got on healthcare and so switching everything over and like I gotta find a new doctor and yeah that sucks. lots of spoons required and have had zero because mm-hmm. I have been preoccupied a little bit. Just yeah, just you've bit. been you've been doing some stuff. Uh, I can't tell you what I've been doing, but it's very exciting. It's very exciting and cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, that's all I can say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be continued. Yeah, <laughs> we'll find out about that in a while. It's fine. Yeah, I'm like, there's so much I want to say, and I can't. We'll get there. I'm so excited for when, when you can I'm talk like, about it. My life is usually structured in such a way that I don't keep secrets because I don't feel like they, there's like usually a particularly strong need for them. This is a post-cult mindset of just like, why are we enforcing power hierarchies here? Why, is, why does this matter? Mm-hmm. I'm very good at respecting boundaries. So like I, I do keep secrets. But when it's my own secret, I'm really bad at it. I'm just like... Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And I have to be good now. You can it's do very it. tricky. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I'm like back from that little trip and just like, oh my God, there's so many things to do. <laughs> I've just been neglecting. I'm like, you know, I'm supposed to be feeding the house and I'm like left them leftovers and you know, I'm having to like go through the fridge and be like, all right, what's about to go bad? What am I going to feed you now? You know, catch up on all the grading. And I'm just sitting here being like, and I'm off my meds. Oh, yeah, that's, that's So this is time. how I ended up buying a chainsaw this morning instead of grading <laughs> and was late for this. It's fine. My it brain was, is great. It was, it's, you got a chainsaw. Like, I feel like I it, got a chainsaw. It, it's worth it. It balances out. <laughs> <laughs> it's all worth it for a tiny chainsaw. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, can we be done? I'm going to go play with my chainsaw now. But no one else is home, so I feel like that might be irresponsible. I do know how to operate a chainsaw. I just feel like it would be foolhardy to do it without someone else in the house. Yeah, it's a good idea to have someone who can, like, spot you slash take you to the ER if you need. Yeah, it's not that – I don't feel like I need someone to spot me. I've got all this shit. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I just, like, yeah, if something happens, I want to not be the one driving me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's just common uh, OSHA-approved sense. Oh, my God. I had to explain what OSHA was to my students the other day. 
uh, it was real fun. These little little freshmen don't didn't know what OSHA was. It was like, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, we're sweet summer we're talking, children. We we're talking about some stuff regarding the the Flint water situation, and that came up, and I was just like, wait, you don't know what OSHA is? Oh, okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let's let's go back. You need to know this. This is important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Extremely, extremely precious little moment there where I was just like, wow, look, we have good things in this country, like tiny good things, but like tiny. you should, you should know when they exist. OSHA is yeah. one of them. Yes. Please, please do not operate a forklift like you see on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that. There exactly. are reasons, there are reasons OSHA exists. God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, because I I have limited things I'm allowed to say, I feel like I'm like running out of material here in terms of like content, but it just like, there's so much about that, that culture shock and needing help that just is so triggering and overwhelming. And, you know, you know, I've done it already and I, now I know how to do it again and I've done it twice now and, but like, oh, it's not fun. It's really not. And like I spent, so this also isn't the first time that I've done something like this where like I've moved to somewhere where I didn't know anyone and didn't know the culture. And the first time I did that, I was 14 and it sucked. It was <laughs> terrible because we moved from Florida, which is basically just New England, but South, like where I lived in Florida. Because <laughs> literally like it was snowbirds from new england with their summer houses or winter houses i guess and like that was the culture and then we moved to atlanta and the culture is not the same there and i had to learn like this whole new language and this whole way of doing things and how like to read southern passive aggression and like it was <laughs> hell and i was 14 trying to make friends and like People were racist and shitty because we were mixed and looked like immigrants and people had problems with that. And so now I'm in Germany where I'm mixed and I look like an immigrant and people have problems with that. You And I'm like, I've done this before. So I know, like, I kind of knew ahead of time, like, that it was going to be awful. And I spent, like, the last three months, like, after surgery kind of talking to my therapist about like okay how do I like I know that it's gonna be hard how do I like mitigate for it and find a way to like ground myself and like get through it until I get to the other side where like I have friends and it's better and it's still like even with three months of therapy like preparing for it and dealing with the move it's still like yeah, a but lot. that's like that's that's you know that's pre gaming. That's not the actual show. Like that's an exactly thing. You can't metabolize those emotions in real yeah. time in advance. Yeah, exactly. So like there was this week, I met one of my neighbors. Kind of like I don't mm. know her name. I know she lives like next door to me because she knocked on my door. I think she's like the building caretaker manager yeah. person and she like knocked on my door and asked some questions that I barely understood but the gist of what I got was like she wanted to know if like the 
name on the door, which was changed to both our last names, was like accurate. And I think which one I was, but that didn't like occur to me until later. So I had like social anxiety about it for like 24 hours. And I was like, should I like write a letter introducing myself? Uh I don't know. Is that weird? And I was thinking about it and thinking about it. And I slept on it. And then I went and did some errands. And when I was going back from errands, she was also walking up the driveway. So I like ran to like grab the door and she was very excited and happy about it and like said something long in German that I had no idea what she was saying. (laughs) And at the end, she was just like, Donkey Sean. And I was like, I couldn't remember the word for your welcome, which like the appropriate response would have been bitter. Mm -hmm. But my mind just like blanked because I'm also like in the middle of a three week fibro flare because of course I am. And yeah, so my brain was just fog and I was just like, yeah. And like, that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> and then like, I went upstairs and was like, okay, I guess I do have to write this letter because I like, I can't, she's being very nice and I have no idea what she's saying. Right. So I wrote a letter that was just like, hi, I'm Kieran. I live here. My wife is the other person who lives here. Uh, You can text or email me and I can translate it and get back to you in German because I am learning very slowly. And then I stuck that on her door and I haven't heard back. But that's that was my uh, meeting someone experience so far. So Hmm. (laughs) I don't really know. She'll be very excited when you start your German classes. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, it's either really good or maybe it's pretentious. I don't really know. I'm just like, I'm trying to understand, but I can catch like three words. So at at a certain point, you're just like, I have no dignity anymore and I'm just going to try anything. And if it works, it works. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically where I'm at. I'm just like, I don't, I can, I can understand like a couple words out of the sentence, but not enough. Like I can get the gist with the body language, but not enough Mm -hmm. to be like actually sure of what's being said to know the appropriate responses. And then coming up with like the sentence in German in my head, it takes like 10 minutes. No, that's so much work. You're not not practiced at it. No. Yeah. No, I can, I can like get through ordering donor barely. So that's, you know what's important. You start there. Yeah. Build up from there. Yeah. Um, so if people want to like support you or cheer you up, what, what feels good? What feels good right now. The other thing is like, we don't get paid till the end of this month because HR fucked up. So oh, yeah. Um, you can send some money at me on PayPal or back my Patreon. I'll link that in the description, but also like, I don't know if you have tips for like getting through fibro in a place where apparently marijuana is decriminalized, but not legal or easily accessible. Let me know because that is a solid third of my pain management and I haven't had it in weeks and it's not great. Yeah. 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 And like medical marijuana is legal here, but getting it is difficult. So I'm going to ask about that, but like what, what to do? I took me, it was, I had like Tylenol, you can't just buy, you have to talk to a pharmacist about it. So that was my adventure today was going to the pharmacist and being like, do you have Tylenol? And of course I'm like in agony and brain foggy and forgot the fucking word for paracetamol or whatever. And I tried to say it and I didn't say it correctly because I can't pronounce words here. Right. So paracetamol. Yeah. And so my, my partner like pulled it up on her phone and like showed the pharmacist <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that. And I was just like, Yes, that. Thank you. I am, I am just 
I'm so full of pain and brain fog. Then I just I need I drugs just, for my family. <laughs> I do. I need drugs. Uh, so you know, advice around navigating like chronic pain or whatever in a foreign country definitely welcome. Or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. to do to get me like if you have ideas of like things that would be fun to see in Germany that are mostly outside, like let me know. Yeah. Or if you want to get coffee and you live in Berlin, also let me know. Because I literally, like, I don't, like, the most conversation that I've had in English with people who are at my partner is with my landlord. And I mm-hmm. would like for that to change. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you live in Germany and you want to get coffee, please hit me up because I would love to speak English or half English, half German with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy, there's a yeah. lot there. It's there's a whole lot, and I my next therapy is the first week of April, so I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm also making vlogs about this like every week, so I'll drop my YouTube if you want to watch me talk about it mm-hmm. in video mm-hmm. format, because that's keeping me sane right now is just like going through what a week is. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's not fun. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of catch up on that. I'm sure this is something that, you know, our listeners have been through themselves and can relate to on some level. It's it's not fun. It's not easy. And it's like one of the reasons that makes me, you know, ever since I was I was little, like this has always been like the first thing that was my my liberal departure from my my parents and my culture cultural upbringing was just I can't understand why people would treat immigrants like shit right it just like never made sense and like it's so hard if you have not done it you have no idea how hard it is and it is so hard yeah it's just it's an entirely different experience and your brain just can't keep up with everything no like literally everything there's a barrier to and it's just it's so difficult it's yeah, it's a lot. And you never know like how much the person that you're talking to is understanding because you don't have like a common like sense of language. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. There's so much. You'll get there. It'll, yeah. But it's yeah, in the meantime it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know eventually I'll come out on the other side and it'll be great and I'll fall in love with Berlin, but right now it's like it's just a lot. It's an overwhelming amount of information all the time. Well, it's also hard to move to a new city in the winter and fall in love with it. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah. You Especially in the middle up. of a plague when like mm-hmm. everything is even more difficult. So it's just a lot of layers of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you are getting more settled. I'm glad you have a setup so we can record again. And we'll, we'll you know, glad you're doing the blogs so we can vlogs so we can keep up with you. Yeah. Yeah, I was honestly getting this computer set up so I could do a podcast again was such a relief because I'm like, oh, good. I can like, there is normalcy. (laughs) I can speak to people. Uh Uh (laughs) I can Uh do stuff. Yay. Yeah. Good. Glad it. And I'm so excited for all of the fun stuff that you're doing that we can't talk about yet. But like. Sorry. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, God. Eventually talk about that stuff. 
to be continued. To be continued. Thank you for listening to this catch-up episode. Um, check out the links that I'll post in the description if you want to uh, buy me some lunch or hang out or get coffee or whatever. And uh, we'll be back to our regular programming next time. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Kitchen Table Cult Podcast. Our music is from the track Janet by the Bend the Heavens on their album Stenazzo. Our producer is Dave the Great. Our podcast is made possible by Patreon donations from listeners like you. To support us and join our community on Slack, check out patreon.com slash kitchen table cult pod. Thanks for listening.